When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys it's me again i'm back dear don which is also dear caroline i guess um happy halloween all that stuff uh i guess everybody loved my little marky girls costume john snow right <laughs> it was really cute <laughs> anyway um we got tons and tons of letters to get to and I appreciate you all, as always. And again, uh, for the Dear Don letters, you have to go through DearAlbyMailbag at gmail.com because that is my son's podcast. And I haven't grown up enough yet to get my own, so I'm under his umbrella still. But let's cross our fingers, and one day I'll have my own little spot with my own little email. But until then, it's DearAlbyMailbag at gmail.com for your questions for Dear Don and, of course, Dear Alby. Keep them coming. We're having a lot of fun. Now we're going to get going because I've got a lot, a lot of emails to go through. And actually, I'm going back um, almost to uh, March of 2019 is when we first got this letter from uh, this young lady. And she has written in again in October. And I'm sorry, I remember receiving your letter way back in March, but um, it just got lost in the shuffle. So um, since you wrote back again a second time, I feel, feel like... Uh, you really need some advice. Hopefully I can give you that advice. Here we go. Um, ba, 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 ba. I met my husband. This is the one from March, by the way. And then I'm going to go into the one from October. I met my husband in June and we were married by September. I had to move to a whole new state for his job, leaving my friends and family behind. So his friends are also now my friends. Sort of. Anyway. I'm having a hard time being friends with his ex-girlfriends, but they're very much a part of his life as he dances with them in the ballet company where he teaches. I'm friends with most of my ex-boyfriends too, but not in a way that I'd see them several days a week, nor would I expect my husband to hang out with them. How can I help him understand that I really don't want to have dinner slash drinks or see a movie or literally do anything with his ex-girlfriends? Fast forward now to October 30th, 2019. Hi there. Perhaps I can get advice on this matter. It's an ongoing problem, and dear Don's advice would mean a lot. We've now been married a year, and I'm still friendless in a new state with my only friends, in quotes, being ex-girlfriends of my husband. I never want to go out when invited, so he goes by himself. It's lonely. I'm not going to mention your name because it doesn't say whether or not I could, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Here's my thing. You, um made the decision to get married shortly after meeting somebody and moving to a different state. So uh, apparently you went to where he lives because that's where he works, etc. And you were the one that was able to um, move, move your uh, life to go be with him. That's admirable. I like that. Um, 
June through September, it, it's, it's a very short time. And I understand love at first sight, all that stuff. It's wonderful. It's romantic. It's cool. But it's just not logical sometimes, especially when you're going to take yourself and move. So you can't expect to walk into a situation where, you know what? I know this guy four months. So I'm going to a whole different state. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to have so many friends. Oh, my God, it's going to be a fairy tale. You, 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 put, you set yourself up in a way that you had your work cut out for you because you had to, A, acclimate to this person that apparently uh, you fell in love uh, fast and hard, which is great. Nothing wrong with it. You know, I've known people that knew each other two weeks and got married and married 50 years. But you have to also understand that you're going through a learning curve not only with him, but now with your new surroundings and finding a new job and meeting new people. You, you've got a lot on your plate. You both do. You more than him because he is in his comfort zone. He is in his surroundings. So um, the fact that he is friendly with his ex-girlfriends by way of um, being with them all the time because he works with them, you can't blame that arm. What's he supposed to do, hate them? He works with them. So you want a comfortable work atmosphere. You want a, a solid place to go that you don't need any drama. So you got to respect that. Mostly, you know, these days you hang out with your coworkers, right? Your young kids, whatever. You go, oh, let's go out for drinks. It's normal to say, you know what, let's go for a few drinks after work. You know, we had, What a day. What a day. You unwind, you talk, you laugh, and you forget the, the drama or, or, or of where you were working or not even the drama. Just it was a long, hard day. We just want to hang out. Nothing wrong with that. Um, it seems to me from your last letter a, a couple of days ago, you have not moved forward. Um, these girls, are they single? Do they bring along their other person? So are you just zoning in that, wait a minute, he's just with the girls and you're forgetting that they have their husbands, boyfriends, whatever, um, with them? Are you, are you dismissing that or are they not part of the equation? I don't know that answer, so I can't speak to that. But if they are bringing their boyfriends, their, you know, their, their other person, what are you complaining about? They're part of his life. You said that you also have a relationship with your old boyfriends. The difference being you don't work with them. He works with them. So how can, what are you going to ask him to do? Switch jobs, that's not realistic. They're not posing a threat to you, are they? Are they being a threat to you? Is it more than just friendship and a coworker type thing? Or is it all in your head? Is it paranoia on your part? Or is it fact? You got to weed through that, figure it out. And if in fact it's you just saying, well, I don't want to be friends with them because he has a history with them, well, you need to grow up. Then you need to grow up because he wants you to be part of that world. You are putting that wedge in. You are the one distancing yourself from him and his people in that world. That is your choice you are making. Doing that is going to make him, A, stop asking, or B, question, wait, wait a minute, what's your deal? Why don't you want to be with me? Why don't you want to hang out with me? You're making it about the exes. He's trying to bring you into his world. Another thing, why don't you have other friends? Are you do, don't, do you not work? Listen, I'm the first one to tell you, I could count my friends on one hand. I don't collect people. That is not my way. It's not my vibe. Maybe you're like me. I have a few people 
that I keep close to my heart and they're my circle. They're, you know, with the, the word everybody likes to do, they're my tribe. Great, cool, whatever. But the thing is, what are you doing to expand your world? Are you a housewife or are you working? I don't have that answer. If you're working, go out with your coworkers. Bring your husband into your world. If you are not working, do you do you have any hobbies? Do you frequent a, a restaurant that you like to go to all the time? Where you know when you go in, they say, "Hey, how you doing?" Blah blah blah. Even something as small as that, bring him into your world. What are you doing to bring him into your world? And what are you doing to find new people to fill that world? So that's my question to you. Um, you can't fault him. He works with these people and it would be childish to dismiss them only because he had a relationship with them. Hooray for them that they could be mature adults and move on. I applaud that. The only thing that I would say that you would be, all right, you've got something here. If the relationship leans towards something that's inappropriate, I'm not getting that from the letter. What I'm getting from the letter from you is I'm reading between the lines. And quite frankly, I'm seeing somebody that's not confident in themselves and in the relationship. Find your confidence. Allow yourself to be part of it. Let it go. All right. And he's he's welcoming you and so are they into their world. Do not shut the door. If you shut the door, that's when your problems begin. That's just what I get out of that. I hope it helps. Okay. Next question. Here's the thing. I get a lot of questions about um, family. Husband, wife, mom, dad, this, that. And uh, this this kind of one is a little... It's it, This one caught me off guard a little bit. It is a family uh, question, but it, it, it kind of is in a different angle, and that's why I wanted to cover this one today. Hi, Manzos. Hi. Have a family issue I would love Don's opinion on. Again, I am the Don. Just for those that are confused, the Don is Caroline. Caroline is the Don, all right? Um, we have not spoken to my in-laws in over seven years. The last time I saw my mother-in-law, she told me in front of my oldest son, her grandson, that she disowned my husband. And as far as she is concerned, she has only one son now. Needless to say, my son was very upset and hurt by this experience. Fast forward to now, I am in contact with some of my husband's cousins and have been told that my father-in-law misses all of us and would love to have a relationship with his son and grandsons. Me, husband, and children all agree that we would love the same thing, but we don't know how to make this happen. We can't call him because my mother-in-law will see the number on call ID and freak out on him. She sounds like a gem, this one. She gets the mail so she would see anything sent to him and open it herself. This is very important for me to try and make it happen, but I am out of ideas on how to do it without causing more issues for everyone involved. My husband and I are in agreement that we will not have anything to do, with, to, to do with his mother because she has done enough mental and emotional damage to my family. Any and all thoughts from the Don are much appreciated. Longtime fan of everything Manzo. Thank you. Here's the thing. Your father-in-law is not a baby. So, I would send, I don't give a shit, I'd send balloons. Hi, Pop. Miss you. Love you. Let your mother-in-law see it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Your father-in-law wants to have a relationship with you. 
right? On Christmas, send them flowers, candy, chocolate, I don't care. On Father's Day, send them a gift. By that, I mean there is nothing to be afraid of putting it in their face. I want to have a relationship with you. She made the decision, your mother-in-law, to say, I don't want my son in my world. For whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I don't have clarity there. Um, that's her decision. Again, she's an adult. She made that decision. Those words came out of her mouth. I don't know why. Okay, I don't know who's to blame there. But the words came out of her mouth. You live with the consequences of the words that come out of your mouth. Okay, especially as an adult. To show fear. To show, um, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, to, to show, to show fear and to show, um, no regret, uh, when you sometimes maybe do regret it. There's nothing wrong with showing regret and there's nothing wrong with saying I made a mistake. That shows growth. So to say that, okay, it's been seven years, but you know what? You're my dad. You want to see my children. You want to have a relationship with me. I am your child, and I want the same. Don't let anything stand in your way. I don't care if you go knock on the door. Let her slam it in your face. Let her slam it in your face, okay? And go knowing that maybe it might happen. Your father's going to see it. And your father then has to make the decision to man up or not and face his wife and say, guess what? That is my son. Those are my grandchildren. I can't live knowing that they're out there and I don't want to, and I can't be part of their life because of you. Stay home, lady. Stay home. Watch television. I don't care what you do. I'm going to go meet my kid at a diner and, and buy my grandbaby's ice cream. You want to stay home. You want that life. You live that life. It's on you. That's not what I want. Time is ticking. The children are getting older. You're losing valuable moments together. So come out like a warrior and say, this is what we want. And put it right in their face. And if she continues to do that, and if he allows her to do that, that's on him then. Right? You want something, you got to go get it. You're doing it for the right reasons. Don't disrespect her. I'm not saying disrespect her. Always take the high road. Just live as if your your goal is to make him understand that he and the relationship mean that much to you. So don't let her get in the way. Don't let fear get in the way. Because basically what you're allowing to do is you're allowing the bully to dictate what your life should look like in the most respectful way so that there's nothing for her to grasp onto, to say, see, look at that. This is why they're not in my life. She's got to sit down and say to herself, holy shit, what did I lose? What did, that is my child. Those are my grandchildren. What did I lose? Because I couldn't see past myself. And that's what it sounds like. Again, I don't know what caused the rift in the first place. So I'm only speaking from what I'm reading from a letter. So there are plenty of ways to, to get to your father-in-law. You could do it through your cousins. Your cousins came to you this way. 
do it through your cousins. Meet him at a diner. Meet him at a movie theater. I, I, unless he's chained to a rock on the inside of the house, I'm sure there's ways for him to get out of the house. And then it's up to him to deal with his wife. But, again, in closing, if this is something you all want, and if, the, if she is going to be a wedge in it, don't let it stop you. I'm not saying start a war, okay? I am saying go after what you want. And at the end of the day, when all is said and done, you know you did your best um, with a clear heart and a, and a, and a clear mind and, and, and a good heart. So um, that's what I would suggest. And it could be just something as simple as um, sending flowers, um, Christmas, you know, uh, um, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, uh, Thanksgiving, thinking of you. That's it. Dear Dad, thinking of you. Your mother made that decision. Your father didn't. So none of you should be victims to your mother's decision. Let her live with that decision. The, ma the bed you make, you lie in, right? So it's up to you to make your bed, however you choose to make it. It's up to your mother-in-law to lie in that bed that she chose to make. Again, do it with respect and, and, and uh, don't do it in, in a negative fashion. Do it with a pure um, heart and open mind. And I wish you all the luck in the world because that's, this letter makes me sad. Again, thank you all very much. That's it for today. Dear Mailbag at gmail.com. I am getting it. The truth is I'm reading it. If I wasn't reading the, the Dear Albie Mailbag, I would screw it up. So it's DearAlbyMailbag at gmail.com. For all your Dear Don questions, again, I am Don, a.k.a. Caroline, or Caroline, a.k.a. Don. That's really the way it goes. And I really appreciate you guys getting so many letters that it's impossible to keep up, but that's really cool. And that tells me that uh, you like hearing from me, and that makes me happy. Thanks so much, and we'll talk soon.